This is the People Mentor Podcast for managers and leaders wanting to thrive and grow and create a culture that incorporates kindness and compassion and builds a high-performing team. Hi, I'm Nicola from The People Mentor and in today's podcast I want to talk about how to have difficult conversations and win. Now, by winning, I mean how to have the conversation successfully. It's really not about winning. I've seen it so many times. Managers go into difficult conversations and their goal is to try and make someone see their point of view. But trying to win someone around to your way of thinking will only make the conversation more difficult and damage trust between you. So how can you avoid giving the impression that your only goal is to make the other person change their mind? You can approach the conversation with an and stance. That means that you accept that both you and the other person can be right at the same time, rather than thinking that you are right and they are wrong. This approach is far more likely to get you to a place where you and the other person can agree a way forward that you're both happy with. So, apart from not approaching a difficult conversation with the intention of winning, how else can you make these type of conversations a success? Before we delve into my tips, let's think about what a difficult conversation is at its core. At its most simple, it's something awkward and uncomfortable that we find difficult to talk about for all kinds of reasons. We don't like confrontation. We want people to like us. We worry how the person will react. Then there's the fact that a difficult conversation almost always has the potential to have a personal impact on the person receiving the news or feedback. This means there's a high chance that the conversation will provoke strong emotions. Difficult conversations you may have encountered include rejecting a team member's idea, having to address poor performance, resolving a conflict between team members, terminating someone's employment, giving negative feedback, speaking to someone about a highly personal issue like body odour. None of these are conversations that managers relish and I remember the feeling of dread I had when I've had similar conversations in the past. I think that having a discussion with a team member about their performance can feel quite intimidating and worrying because you don't know how they're going to react. And I recall having a conversation with a team member who surprisingly took it exceptionally well. But I did plan the conversation before I went in I took the emotion out of the situation and I used clear evidence examples to show what I was talking about and I certainly didn't use hearsay and as a result we managed to come out with an outcome with me supporting the team member and agreeing to meet weekly to discuss what their actions were and how they were going to move forward and within a few weeks that team member was flying and actually went to be very successful as a manager. Of course, that's just one example of a difficult conversation. And while every situation is different, I've picked up some tips on how to have a difficult conversation and make it so you feel that you are winning. And these go back to my time as a leader. The first tip is to be prepared. 
and I alluded to this in my example. Don't underestimate the importance of this. It really does make a difference. Once you know you need to have a difficult conversation, reflect on the purpose of it. What do you want to achieve? And what will success look like? How can you approach it so you improve your chances of getting a positive outcome? Write down important points you need to mention and make sure that you're going to be stating facts, not your opinion. And I've seen managers use their opinion and it totally then loses the conversation. Once you are clear on your objectives and what you want to say, invite the other person to have a conversation with you at a time that suits you both and in a place where you won't be disturbed. When you have the actual conversation, make sure that you give some context. Don't be vague. Tell them exactly why the conversation is needed and what you've observed. Hopefully that will put you both on the same page from the beginning. The last thing you want is for someone to be sitting in front of you with no clue about what's going on. Say that they have something going on at home, for example, and it's affected their performance at work. They may have been too distracted to notice how bad the situation has got. So it's your job to point out the facts, but to do it tactfully and sensitively. Throughout the conversation, make sure you listen, so important. Listening to the other person is probably more valuable than what you say. I mention listening a lot when I'm talking about how to have difficult conversations and when, because it really is important. If you're only concerned with getting through your list of what you need to talk about and you're waiting for the other person to stop speaking so you can jump in again, take a pause. Are you really hearing what the other person is saying enough so you can understand their take on things? It's so important to take a curious approach and speak with honesty and respect. This is far more likely to get a positive response from the other person. It all comes down to trying to understand how the other person sees things. It is not about right or wrong. A successful outcome to a difficult conversation is not about you winning. Even if you reach a point where you can understand where each other is coming from, but you still don't agree, it's still a positive result. This is a good starting point for finding some common ground instead of getting stuck in a stalemate or having someone storm off. To find that common ground, think about what you share with the other person. Do you have the same values and goals? Do you both want the same thing but just have different approaches? That's fine. It's a good basis for finding a compromise and a solution that works for both of you. One mistake many managers make is going into a difficult conversation with the mindset that I'm the expert here. I have the experience, so I'm going to come out on top, like it or not. This is very counterproductive. Once you think you know it all, it closes your mind to possible solutions to the issue you're dealing with. That's why I think a far better way to approach difficult conversation is by adopting a beginner's mind. That means letting go of the idea that you know it all, because none of us do. It means taking a step back, looking at the facts without judgment, and being present enough to see what is really going on. So how can you adopt a beginner's mind in a difficult conversation? First of all, let go of the 
idea that you're an expert. Next, forget about having to win the conversation. Remember, I keep saying this, it's not about winning. It's about finding common grounds so you and the other person can find a way to move forward. Another important thing is not being afraid to admit that you don't know if the other person asks you a tough question that you can't answer. There are no shoulds. Your mind will be screaming at you saying, I should know the answer to that, or I should be dealing with this better. But try to let it go. Be present and let the conversation unfold. Lastly, focus on questions, not answers. Be curious and listen to understand. Once you let go of the idea that you are the expert in the conversation, you can also let go of the need to drive the conversation to exactly where you want it. That can be hard to do as we all want to fix things and find a solution, but it's important to keep an open mind when you go into a difficult conversation. Sometimes, if you're only focused on reaching the end goal you've already decided on, you can miss out on the chance to look at things in a different way and come up with a solution that you might never have thought of. Another thing that's important to do if you want to have that difficult conversation and win is think about what you'll do if it becomes obvious that the conversation isn't going well. If that's the case, sometimes it can be better to press pause and revisit the conversation at a later time. When both parties have had the chance to regroup, it can mean there's a better chance of a calmer, more level-headed conversation. If the conversation has gone well, you and the other person need to think about how you work together to improve things going forward. It's important too for both of you to be able to let things go. Treat the action plan you make to resolve things as part of you both clearing the air and resuming your working relationship on a better footing. Do you need help mastering those difficult conversations? Difficult conversations can bring up a lot of emotions in everyone. They can trigger bad memories of past issues and make you feel vulnerable and out of your depth. Of the questions I get asked about management, how to have a difficult conversation is probably the most common. So that spurred me on to develop and introduce my How to Make Difficult Conversations Easier in the Workplace journal for managers. It's much more than a journal. It's a guide to understanding yourself and your team members better so you can plan those difficult conversations and feel more confident when you have them. There's an absolute wealth of information in there that will get you thinking and by the time you finish this journal, you will really understand yourself a lot more. Pop along to Amazon and get your copy and watch your confidence with difficult conversations soar. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you tune in for the next episode of the series to get your dose of management and leadership wisdom. This is The People Mentor signing off for today. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to The People Mentor podcast. If you're struggling with challenging conversations, then visit www.thepeoplementor.co.uk for more information and insights to make your life easier.